So, David, I have printed out your schedule for the week. Do you want to go over it now or do you want to go over it later? Yeah, we can go over it now. Okay. For dinner tonight, we have Lean Cuisine, mm-hmm. um, the lasagna one. My so favorite. that'll be good. And then you have a meeting with your dietitian tomorrow morning. So we're trying to make sure you're nice and trim for that meeting, right? Yeah. Got to get cut. You got therapy in the afternoon. Mm-hmm, that's why we're recording this now. And then um, you have like an appointment with a massage woman. I'll, I'll take care of that one. Okay. And then I guess for the rest of it, like you have a little time to like write your little journals. Uh, I penciled in a little bit of time for that. Um, and then I also wanted to like kind of let you know, I've heard from a few more of those creature cryptids, but you asked me if Bloody Mary had called yet. I haven't heard anything from her. That's right. Because we have to call her. Well, we will have time on Friday to do that. So we can pencil in calling her, like, however we would do that. Um, there's a nice mirror in the bathroom, nice and big. So I think that would be a good place mm-hmm. to do that. Oh, and then, by the way, um, your sister also called. Oh, I haven't heard from her in a while. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know you had a sister. Yeah, I like to keep my friends close, my enemies closer, and my assistant farthest. David, one day you'll realize that that day you saved me was the best decision you've ever made. Again, not for you. It was for me. It was a personal vendetta. A personal saving, I like to say. I vlogged about it the day after, and everyone like would send me little emojis and be like, A plus boss, hashtag helping women. And I thought it was really nice. And so I know I'm not the one in therapy, but I did want to tell you, like, you shouldn't diminish our relationship just because it scares you to let a woman, even a younger, more beautiful more sensitive woman, like, into your heart as your day planner. What's a vlog? I can teach you that later because I have a cryptid coming in today that, like, I didn't know that much about. And he kind of was just on the phone. He was like, no, I need to talk. This is my turn. Can you buy me plane tickets? And so out of the budget, there should be $350 less. He insisted on not first class, but, like, elevated coach class you know that explains it yeah and i was kind of like why not that seems a fair trade-off so he should be coming in actually like any minute now even if i told you not to do that i know you still would have done it so yeah well it's part of the whole like taking initiative making my own decisions being my own person i knew that we needed to talk to someone and the only way to get them here was like to pay money and so since we don't have a business account i took your credit card off your desk and i just did the charge so you're gonna have to pay for that um anyway I think he's here now, so I'm going to let him in. Hey, y'all. Is, is that who I think it is? It is a cryptid, and it looks like it's like a little frog man. It's, it's, is he the loving frog monster? Listen, you flew me out here. You can call me Ronnie. Ronnie? I can't believe this is happening. Do you know who he is? From the looks of him, it looks like it's just, um, not just, sorry, I don't mean to say just, but... From the looks of him, I can tell that we now have in our presence a larger-than-life frog. It isn't just larger-than-life. I'm the king where I'm from. I'm the largest of my amphibious nature. You're right. It isn't a just, Ronnie. I'm sorry for saying that. It's okay. I understand. Four feet isn't huge. Some call me the OG short king. So, David, you seem to know this guy a little bit. Well... The lo- Loveland Frog? Well, well, I wouldn't say know him. I know of him. I've been trying to meet him for years now, I'd say. David, I don't think anybody really knows me. It's kind of my bag. So you're kind of like a mystery guy. Yeah, you know, I prefer to 
live by myself, float along. Just hopping hopping from lily pad to lily pad. Go where the water takes me. Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I love that. So like, where do you live? So I've moved around a lot, but I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Used to live on the Ohio River until the whole thing was set ablaze by an oil slick. Tragedy. Environmental disasters. It's disgusting. Do you know how many of my kind died that day? How many? Definitely more than 10. But less than 20. No, no, no. Definitely more than that. I think you're seriously underestimating how many frogs died that day. I was there. Definitely didn't start the fire. Was not me. I could promise you I have an alibi. I do. But it was, it was huge. So fire comes. Devastates your people. Devastates your home. You move out to Cincinnati. What do you do from there? Like, I've never... I've only set two of the houses I've lived on on fire before. And I know both times it's been kind of like, well, now what do we do? Where do we go from here? And luckily I've been able to take new jobs where like maybe people are like housing me and like who knows when this place is going to catch on fire. So I totally feel you in the way that what do you do with a burning home? Sure. I totally understand. It's really easy to set things on fire. Yeah. Especially when you fall asleep smoking. Yeah. Just one click of a match too. It's a shame. So I had to get out of Cincinnati. The river caught on fire. I moved a little uh, out into the country. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking, you know, small places. I'm talking a bona fide Mississippi River tributary. This big country. Ample room to hop around, kind of just living among the creatures, among the nature. Just total, like, isolation vibes. Exactly. It's actually a state-protected park, so... uh, Fit for a short king himself. Yeah, and how long How long has that been now? Been there since 55. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that was actually the first time I was sighted. Some businessman taking a nice leisurely stroll down the path, saw old long legs out here basking on a rock. Yeah, it was my friend Noah. That's actually how I heard about him. So Noah was there just strolling. You know, you get drunk, you walk. Not much to do in the 50s. Radio was still there. Got in a fight with his wife not abused her, decided to cool off and started walking. And then he told me about the situation and I've been a fan ever since. So Noah was just like calling you up on his rotary phone. My friend David, you won't believe what I saw the other evening when I was blitzed out. Saw a four foot tall frog and you were like, yes, that has to be real. I'm, I'm on board. No questions asked. Yeah, regardless of how much alcohol he consumes on a daily basis, Noah is very trustworthy. So I, He's a businessman. Yeah. I had to follow up. And, you know, back then, things were black and white. It was a little different. You could chain smoke a carton of cigarettes and no one would bat an eye at you. Yeah, and I'm also honestly a little bit surprised that Noah decided to walk because I feel like a lot of people were just drinking and driving all the time back then. Yeah, well, he lost his car a couple weeks before for... Drinking? Gambling. All right, so he was like in with the sharks. Please don't talk about sharks in front of me. I'm sorry. Ronnie, Ronnie, it's fine. Sharks as in loan sharks. It's okay. So you ran into this businessman and like, how did that feel for you to run into someone after after you left society kind of? It was interesting. I would, uh, I would definitely say he went home that night with a different fantasy. Uh, I have the kind of vibration that makes your pool water shake. It's a lot for anybody to take in, let alone a human. If I'm doing a POV business guru of the 1950s the year that the lake monster came out i'd be like what is happening here should i tell my wife should i divorce her like am i in love with this woman and it would just send me on this tailspin of like what i knew you know and i would tell everyone i knew and what would they say to that 
would they be upset with me? Would my wife divorce me? Like, does she even love me? I think at that point, if you're questioning if your wife loves you, especially back in 55, you just admit her to the insane asylum. Let them handle it. That's true. And you tell her about a giant frog to kind of corroborate the story that she's insane. Is that what Noah did? I can't confirm or deny, but I haven't heard from him either in years. So he saw you and then like anyone else see you around? What's the deal? Like how do we, I had this little dossier that David didn't give me, but I found and it had some stuff about you, but you seem kind of like a king of mystery to me, a fantasy frog a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you can call me a little fantasy. There's speculation that I can do specific things. My eyes definitely glow in the dark and I can see how that'd be a little spooky for some. But you have very nice eyes. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's a lot to me. I have uh, my own little magic tricks, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not for everybody to see. Are we talking like card magic or? Close hand magic? No, no. Do you see the stick I have? Yes. Mm-hmm. Think uh, we're not talking Harry Potter shooting spells out of the wand. Sorry, I know what Harry Potter is. I watch a lot of TV from the pond, especially a lot of self-help. What's your favorite self-help? Naked and afraid, hands down. If those people are uh, living the kind of life that I'm living out here, there's nothing I really can't learn from them. So you relate to the, the contestants on Naked and Afraid a little bit? That and Doomsday Preppers, for sure. You know, after the river caught on fire, I just vowed to myself that I would never be underprepared for something like that again. Amen. You know, they actually asked me to be on that show once. Naked and Afraid? Naked Doomsday Preppers. Yeah, actually, I think they called, but I haven't had time to get back to them yet. Yeah, don't, because they want cameras in here, and I'm cool with being naked and on camera, just not... Afraid. Yeah, you know, I got I got to show my harder side. Not, not that side. Ribbit. They did call six weeks ago, so I don't think they're interested anymore. But I do appreciate someone who, like, loves reality TV, loves watching things. What do you think of, like, the people on the shows that you watch? And what do you think of the people that you've, like, run into? Like, I know you want to be, like, Isolation King get away from me like no like I hate being around you but you have to have run into some people over the years right yeah you know all of the tv shows I watch only and reinforce everything that I believe that I just should not be anywhere around you people it's kind of bizarre Mm -hmm. and you do nothing for the environment Mm -hmm. and you do nothing for me quite frankly Mm -hmm. but my worst experience that I've had with humans 1970 remember it like it was yesterday 3 a.m. I'm out there naturally tripping on my own secretions, hanging under the moon. Next thing I know, two cops roll up on the side of the highway. They start throwing shots at me in, in true cop fashion. Ask questions later, shoot first. I can't believe that. The cops are usually so good at like handling situations and not reacting impulse. Every time I've met a cop, they've been like so nice to me. But I'm shocked to hear that they would like just shoot at you. I mean, it's a sight to see. I heard him claim, you know, Shoot him. Shoot him. Get the evidence. What evidence? I heard over the radio that they were there for domestic disturbance. And I understand, you know, there's a big uh, controversy over Bud Light and Budweiser in that area. Mm -hmm. Come on. You're not there for me. Quit wasting your time. I know you don't know how to swim. I was gone. You just slipped away. Skippy dude down the river. Chase me down to the riverbank. You see, I see water like you humans see air. Whoa. Your air is a little bit more cloudy from all the jewels and vape lords, mm-hmm. but I can just whoosh, right through water. And how do you feel about salt water versus fresh water? I don't mind it. It's like, you know, getting a little uh, Topo Chico bath. Have you ever swam in LaCroix? It was kind of like swimming in rose essence. Like 
tickling every pore I had. And by essence, you mean like barely an idea. Yeah, like you were listening to the sound of a fruit being cut from the other room. Somebody whispered the fruit into the lid of the can. And then they forgot it in a memory. Yeah, I'm never swimming in LaCroix ever again. Yeah, that's fair. I think Topo's better too to like swim in and like just kind of general sassy water wise. It must be kind of fun on your froggy skin to feel the bubbles. Mineral water does wonderful for my secretions. We're a Topo safe house here. David won't let me have LaCroix anymore because he thinks it's hostile to fruit flavors. When you hold them hostage to get their flavors, not even like aggressively, just in the same room as the water, it's, you know. It's okay. I understand. David, I'm glad we see leg to leg on this. Sarani, you're out in these woods. You've escaped humans for a while now, even maybe humans who wanted to kill you. What are you doing out in the woods besides doomsday prepping? You have this wand. You're kind of alluding to magic, like giving us a little bit of a taste of magic for you. And like, what's the whole deal with it? Are there other frogs with you? Like, do you communicate with small frogs? Are you a lizard person? Or is that like insulting to say? That is very insulting to say. But before I even get to that, I would like to set something straight. The illusions that I provide, they are fun. I can mirror image myself. So when people, I've heard reports of an army of frogs, I can only go up to three. So I don't know what army they're talking about. And with the whole sticks and sparks and all of that, like I said, I'm not shooting Harry Potter spells. Think more flint and stone, but it scares you idiots away. So I don't know what the problem is. We like shy away like a horse kind of. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, I mean, to, in like the, the defense of people, POV, I'm just a Ohioan girly like walking through the woods. If I saw a four-foot frog with a wand, I'd be a little bit excited, but I'd also be a little bit like, huh, maybe not that way. Maybe a different path. I mean, would you prefer the princess and you give me a little smooch? Would you turn into a prince? <laughs> I am the king. Oh, so there's no up from here. You could be a queen. I'm kind of dating right now, but it's like not going well. Can I like talk to you about that in like a year maybe? You know what? How would you feel if the creature of the Black Lagoon asked you to be his queen? This always happens to me. I get it. He's six feet. You know, he's a big strapping guy. Like, I don't see why not. I could be pulling drowning people out of the water. I could be rescuing damsels in distress. Yeah, but he's got like the name notoriety a little bit too. He stole my whole flow. Look, branding is key. And that's kind of what we would like to talk to you about a little bit. Like, what's your brand, Ronnie, the Loveland Frog? My brand. I get it. I'm uh, I'm goofy to look at. I have big goofy eyes, natural resting bitch face. I used to I used to really care about what people thought of me or perceived me, but like I said, I'm gigantic for my kind and there's a lot of expectations with that. Some people want me to lead, some people want me to rule. Frog ladies want to be with me and frog men want to be me. You kind of have your own whole world separate of humans going on. So I totally understand why like you're the king of the frogs. You have your own domain going on. Why bother with us slightly larger creatures who can't hippity hop and have much smaller eyes, less sticky tongues. And can't do magic. And can't do any magic, not even illusion close up. We just slide a hand. Would you like me to teach you magic? Can you? No. All right. I need to add that to the list of things to talk to my therapist about. At least you have material to give her. They say never meet your idols. Yeah, David, what have you wanted from the Loveland Frog? Because when he first came in, your face lit up like I've never seen it before. I don't get the same animosity that I felt when we talked to Crocus Doodle, when we talked to Grayson. Um, he says hi, by the way. I was talking to him yesterday. And then that other guy who like tried to kill me. But I don't feel as much like hostility. I also feel a little bit of wariness. Can you like explain that a little bit? See, with Ronnie here, the world doesn't know him. The world doesn't know me. 
Not from lack of trying, but with this, I see an opportunity. You got J. Allen Hynek, who did the Close Encounters. You have Keller Knapp, who did Skinwalker Ranch. Bob Gilman and Roger Patterson discovered Sasquatch, so I see this as an opportunity to get both of our names out there. It's very generous of you, David. Thank you. Are you alluding that I'm your great white whale? I'd say the great white frog. Ronnie, you don't really want to be discovered, right? Like secret, secret in the woods. You're not really about like infamy of like the cryptid lifestyle, are you? No, there was a time when I wanted to be discovered. And then, like I said, especially with the cop shooting, that could have gone a lot worse. So now I, uh, the area that I moved to, the Little Miami River, like I said, that's a, that's a bona fide Mississippi River tributary. That's Kingland. And there's a local bar in that area that is called the Monkey Bar, accordingly, because there is a chimpanzee that lives in the cage. This chimpanzee, his name is Lucky, shout out to my boy Lucky, rips cigarettes, drinks beers with all of the patrons. Every single night when the bar closes, give it two knocks, Lucky swings down, lets all long legs in, we just kick it. And after the very first time that I met Lucky, I knew I had to get him out. The problem with Lucky is every time that we would get out, He'd go right back to monkey bar. I don't know if he didn't want to be caught or I don't know if he couldn't get away from the darts or the beer, but I, you know, there's only so much you can do for someone. It must be painful for you to want the best for someone, but like see them not want the best for themselves. I completely agree with you. I don't know if he's too drunk or just doesn't care, but your boy will always float around the river nearby and keep an eye on him. That's nice. I'm sure lucky, lucky if you're listening, we love you we care about you. It's lucky a cryptid. Do you think we can get him in here too? Like maybe for the therapist, but I just want to meet him also. Maybe he could be my great white whale. What am I to you, David? My great white frog. Like, I don't really know where a whale comes into this. And if that's just another scapegoat for the situation, then I think um I think that's something you definitely want to talk with Shonda about. So it sounds like you and Lucky have a pretty good relationship. And I'm no therapist, but I've been listening into a lot of therapy sessions. And I kind of get the impression that you feel protective over Lucky in some way. I think that comes with my size, especially seeing other frogs that are a hundredth of how large and intimidating I am. Baby frogs, little ones. Full-grown frogs. Full-grown frogs. The thing with Lucky is I have a, a friend that I can always go to, whether he remembers our hangouts or not. It's really not so bad. It could be much worse. I could be hanging out with lizard people. And so you're living out in the woods. You're hanging out with Lucky. You're like kind of in the same area constantly. So I'm like kind of under the impression that is there something there that we don't know about? It's lucky. Truly, it's friendship. So you're just out here doomsday prepping, living your life, being pals with Lucky. And then David's just kind of like for years now, I've been kind of like dogging you a little bit or like frogging you a little bit, you know? I can understand why David may perceive me as someone that he wants to encounter there's a lot to take in i'm a big fan of magic whether it's real or not i especially like lighter magic being the flames not density size but real big on balloon magic like balloon animals and actually sword swallowing that one's a cool one too that is cool it seems like it might hurt though how do they do it how do they do it that's a good question so david how do you feel how do you feel meeting ronnie today and ronnie like what do you have to say to David? Like, how are you feeling after finally face-to-face with the man who's been kind of on your frog tail for years now? 
David, I think when Lucky kicks the can, there's an opportunity for you and I to be friends. I'll do my best to rip darts and chug beers. Maybe I can show you some other things too. I would love that. Like the magic of friendship. Which is the most powerful magic of all, Albus Dumbledore. So David, with the promise of like potential friendship on the table, do you think you can kind of let Ronnie like live in peace for a little bit? Let Ronnie do his thing and like have him call you when he is ready? Because you're kind of a, I feel like you two like do have a lot in common because David is like, get away from me. Like people are always in my space and you're always in my space. And I'm like, you asked me to live here. You asked me to be your live-in assistant. And he's like, ah, space, like too close. I think you guys can kind of relate on like being alone together a little bit. And I think that's a really beautiful foundation for a friendship. I understand the want of not wanting to be bothered and being on your own. And obviously he's very smart in planning for the future, whether it's a river on fire or government drones taking over the city. There's You just never know. And so you have to be prepared for it all. So I will let you do your prepping and I will do my prepping. And one day we can prep together. I think the nicest part about prepping as well is, you know, you really have a nice foundation. So it's hard to move when you have all of these things built up. David, how do you feel about potentially also being a frog king? I, I, I don't know what to say. You don't have to say anything. Well, Ronnie, I guess I just have a few like last questions for you. Like what is your like five-year plan? What is in the future for Ronnie? You know, I think Lucky's going to kick the can soon. So I will stick around and continue prepping until he gets here. I've got to stick to my self-help. I've got to keep watching through the windows, you know, maybe some new programming, show me something new, maybe visit some swamps around the world. See what's out there. Yeah. Visit your whole kingdom. One small step. One small hop. For the frog king. One giant leap for frog kind. Ronnie, it sounds like you got a lot going on and the cheapest way to like do the plane tickets was to do one ticket that kind of goes same day. So I know you have to get back to the airport. I know the lines are long. I don't know if you have any luggage you need to check, but like we won't keep you any longer. Um, You have my number now. If you ever want to like talk to David, you have to talk through me because that's what an assistant does. But I'm here to kind of facilitate maybe, maybe our first friendship out of the cryptid conversations we've had so far. You put him on speed dial. David. Is that still a thing? No, but I love that you think it is. You know what, David? I've got something for you. Is this what I think it is? It's just one of many. All right, y'all. Hippity hoppity. Let me get off your property. You got your own wand now, David? That's so cute. I've got a really good Halloween costume for us, but like, I'll talk about that later. This is not a costume. This is a genuine Loveland frog wand. I bet that would sell for crazy on Etsy. I, I need to practice. Well, I think we have some room um, tomorrow afternoon to do some practice if you want to get it in then. Uh, you you can cancel the ma- massage appointment. I'm going to do some... I'm going to play with your wand. Yeah. All right, David. I'll cancel the massage appointment. Thank you. Therapeuticus Folklore is produced by Caroline Schaefer and David Songa. Voice talent by Justin Lockhart. <laughs>